Welcome to season one of the Encourage podcast. I'm Becky Keefe, Encourage Community Manager, and I'm joined by my friend and fellow Encourage writer, Mary Carver. Mary is also the author of Courageous Joy, the new Bible study from Encourage. Mary and I are exploring what it means to delight in God through every season of our lives. The good, the ugly, the beautiful, and the broken. Nothing is off limits in these conversations because nothing in our lives is out of God's reach. Friend, do you long for lasting joy in a world that offers temporary pleasure? Do you wish your joy didn't sway with your circumstances or hinge on your performance? Then lean in as we learn together how to become women of courageous joy. Hello, Mary. I'm glad to be back again, talking more about courageous joy with you. Hey, Becky. I'm glad to be here too. I can't believe we're coming into the final couple episodes already. I know. I know. It's been so good. And today, friends, we are talking about joy in community. Yes. Um, <laughs> Mary, how does how do you think experiencing joy in community strengthens us both as individuals and as a body of believers? Well, I think that um, I think when we experience joy with other people, when we do what we've talked about previously, which is rejoice with those who rejoice, it just it just builds upon, you know, it's layer of joy upon layer of joy. Yes. And when we talk about joy and community, it means that I don't have to only feel joy when I feel joy. Mm-hmm. I get to feel joy when I feel joy. And then I get to feel joy when you feel joy. And, you know, yes. and of course we've talked about how it, joy is not a fleeting feeling, right? But we've also talked about how we all go through hard times where joy is maybe more difficult or more scarce. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just increases our opportunities to experience God-given joy and then it multiplies it. I think you're so right. And I was thinking about, was it last episode or the one before when we talked about the story of God calling the Israelites to build an altar Mm. of remembrance after crossing the Jordan. Mm -hmm. And so I think of it in that way too, that sharing our joy and community is like adding stones to our collective altar of remembrance. Yes. What a great picture. Because together we can praise God together. We can look back and remember what he has done in us and through us and for us. And so I feel like in that way, what you're talking about, like, it's not just about like what God has done in my life that brings me Mm -hmm. joy, but what he's done in your life? What has he done in, you know, on and on and on the ripples of, of whatever your community looks like. And then I feel like that that has an individual and a collective benefit because it helps us to trust that God is still working now. I think that that's like why God said, like, build these physical things to remember because you are going to forget. And I feel like, like sharing our joy and and celebrating with others, it helps us not to forget. Yeah. And I also think when we experience joy as a group collectively, then it strengthens our individual experience, but it strengthens the body. Mm-hmm. And then as the body becomes stronger mm-hmm. and more knitted together, then you're able, we're able to experience more joy. And so, like I said, it just builds. And like you said, the ripples go out forever. If yeah. we 
can just lean into that. And gosh, is there any topic that we've covered that's uh, better suited for the encourage community than this one? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think just, I love that there's a whole week in the courageous joy Bible study dedicated to joy and community because really, I mean, I can't think about many things that we would talk about that God hasn't designed for, to be a collective experience, right? Like mm. we are not designed to live as silos, <laughs> right? You know? um, yes. Like we have our personal relationship with the Lord, but really like he, he created us as people to need one another, to benefit from one another, um, to be strengthened by one another. And so certainly community, like it is that. And so yes. it, it makes sense that, that he would be like, yeah, like, don't just be joyful in your own personal bubble, but extend that, receive that from others. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Yeah. But as we're going to talk about, it's not, I feel like we are a broken record. It's not always easy. (laughs) How easy is this Mary? Well, Becky, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, (laughs) but guys listening, like, right. We're just, we're just being real. We're just, yes. Like we want to acknowledge like what God has called us to the perfect thing he's, you know, designed us for. And yet we all are painfully aware that we live in a broken and fallen world. And there are very real barriers to living out the life that God designed us for. And we are two people in it with you in it with you. (laughs) And today we're going to hear a story from another encouraged writer who is also in it with you. Um, and today's story comes from Michelle Reyes and you can find this on week six, day one of the courageous joy Bible study. So let's listen to Michelle's story. felt like just another normal day. I was feeding my kids and doing some laundry when my Voxer app began exploding with messages. One of my friends had just been spit on. Another was in tears after being taunted on the sidewalk with shouts of coronavirus. I pulled up Facebook and saw that while another friend had been sitting on his front porch, someone driving by shouted racial slurs at him simply because he's Korean. These are just a few examples of racism against Asian American people, people like me. They were the most recent in a long line of my own experiences and encounters I'd witnessed in the past week, and I was exhausted, mentally, emotionally, and physically. A visceral reaction kicks in every time I personally experience racism or witness it on social media and with my friends. It's it's that mix of anger and pain when Hot tears stream down my face and it becomes hard to breathe. It's overwhelming and it happens every time. Minorities like me are entrenched in the fight against racism. It's part of our daily reality to both survive and thrive. Labels are forced on us whether we like it or not because of the color of our skin. And the thing is, it's easy to become angry, bitter, and disillusioned at the world. But it's at that very moment that I need to pause and pray. I know myself. I'm quick to point out racism. And in the following days, I would begin pursuing actionable responses because racism cannot be confronted unless justice is demanded. But 
I also need to make sure my radar is just as sensitive to the ways in which God sovereignly and graciously preserves the lives of people of color. My thoughts don't naturally gravitate in that direction, but I need this reminder to know that all hope is not lost and that I am not alone. After praying for God to bring his justice and end the evils of racism, I spend time in praise for the work God is doing in our churches and ministries, spaces that are Christ-centered and that honor the lives and dignity of all peoples. Though this world is full of evil, God is always good. And he has also raised up allies to expose and oppose systemic oppression against minorities. Reminding myself of these truths in the face of racism helps me to still find joy and take things one step at a time. I am not alone. God is sovereign and his justice is coming. And for now, I can take another breath and rest in that. Hey, it's Mary, and I'm taking a quick break here to let you in on a little secret. That story you just heard? Well, that story and many more just like it are a part of the Courageous Bible Study series from Encourage. Throughout this whole year at Encourage, we are exploring what it means to be a woman of courage in all aspects of our lives. The latest Bible study, Courageous Joy, is available now. Get a copy for you and one for a friend at dayspring.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. And if you use the code podcast25 at dayspring.com, you can save 25% and get free shipping on Courageous Joy. Wow, Mary, it's sobering to hear Michelle's words. And I feel like, okay, joy in community, where, where do we go from here? But what comes to mind is that in order to truly love God and love others, and therefore experience joy in community, we must value every believer by embracing and celebrating what makes us unique, what makes us diverse, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think, I I really believe that scripture is crystal clear that God created every single one of us perfectly, Mm -hmm. wonderfully, and yeah, differently. And he tells us through scripture, I made you different on purpose Mm -hmm. when he talks, you know, when we talk about the, the church as a body of believers, and I think it's Paul's letters where Paul says, Mm -hmm. do you really want a body made of just eyes or ears? No, that would be dumb. Right. (laughs) I mean, like that's not the technical translation, but really we don't want a whole body of eyes and ears. And so I just think that it's so clear that God made us different for not just for a reason, but for many reasons, that is his purpose. His heart is for us to not just tolerate each other's differences, Mm -hmm. but to accept and love Mm -hmm. those differences because they are good. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Jesus prayed for the body to be united, to be in harmony. Mm -hmm. I think that when we pursue that, there is joy in that. And when we pursue that and we are at any level successful at that, at loving one another, at seeing God's goodness in each other, then 
of course, we're going to be able to experience joy as a community better. Right, right. What comes to my mind is that for all of our differences, we have one very important commonality, and that is, is that each of us are imprinted with the image of God. Yes. Yeah. It's like this, this holding of two things, like God made us different and unique and special, um, and diverse on purpose. And yet we're all the same because we are all his children. Yeah. So you kind of have already touched on this, but how could harmony within the church affect our ability to experience and express joy? Why is it important that we live in harmony with one another? Well, I think if we are not doing that, there is no community. Mm -hmm. And even if we say, oh, well, we have our community of people who are like us Mm -hmm. and all those people who are different can go over there and have their own community. We don't need to, you know, mix them up together. That's just messy. No, one body, Mm. one God. I think we're just, I think we're just missing out. Right. You know, we're, we're missing out on what God has designed us for and what he wants for us. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to truly experience joy as a community, express that joy together, then we need to be a community of one body, one body of believers. Yeah. And Jesus's whole ministry was basically like, let's mix it up. Like, uh, like every, like Zacchaeus, like, yes, I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to have dinner with you. Yes. Religious leaders were having a meal, but quote, sinful woman, like we've already talked about, like you are welcome Mm -hmm. here, come and commune and worship with us. Like his very life showed that he was not interested in keeping, you know, different groups segregated from one another for the sake of it being easy and comfortable. He was like, well, we wasn't interested exactly. And he wasn't interested in man-made boundaries, right? Because he is God. Right. And James, the half brother of Jesus, he does not mince words. Go ahead and read the book of James. And he's like, do not show favoritism. Like Mm -hmm. we, and he acknowledges that we do have these, um, culturally instituted and structured ways of keeping other people at arm's length and that that is not God's design. And that is not God's reflective of God's heart. Right. And so when I think about like, okay, these barriers that keep us from community and how do we experience joy in community, I think about how important it is that we need to, to trust each other as mm. sisters and brothers in the Lord, because when there's distrust among believers and let's just be honest, we live in a, our current culture is full of yeah. distrust among believers Mm-hmm. And when that is the case, we cannot generally express our struggles nor our joys. And I think we're living in a, in a time period right now where I know I'm feeling that, that loss, that tension, um, that like we are, we're missing the mark collectively as a church capital C mm-hmm. <sighs> in, a lot, well, in a lot of ways, not in every way that is speaking very strongly to me personally (laughs) in this moment of time. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't deny that what you're saying is absolutely true. And yet I, um, it must be hard because I'm not doing it well. (laughs) Mm. 
that trust. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a really trusting that our brothers and sisters in Christ have, um, at least that, that number one commonality of being made in the image of God and loving Jesus, um, that that would be enough to give one another the, the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe I haven't been doing that. Which how was you can say? And so I, I, I think it starts with us. Yeah. I think it, it has starts to. with, am I a trustworthy sister in mm. Christ? Am I someone who another brother or sister, even if I, we don't have the same experience, the same beliefs in every way, like, am I, mm-hmm. were, am I, could they place their trust in me to say, here's my struggles. Here's my joy. Yeah. Will you point me to the Lord? Will you receive with compassion? Will you be like Jesus and say, you're welcome here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. We have to ask ourselves this question. Am I trusting and am I trustworthy? Yeah. And it would be a whole lot easier just to be like, well, let me just have joy in the Lord today in my own little house, in my own little life. Yes. But um, it's really clear in scripture that God calls us to community and that corporate worship is really important to the heart of God. Yes. Yes. The Psalms are full of, of course, we know the Psalms are full of songs and, (sighs) and celebration and also lament, but praising God mm-hmm. and ex- expressing joy, but it's not just joy. And like you said, it's not just joy by ourselves. It's together. Mm-hmm. And you know what right now together might mean, uh, just together with our family and in our, in our home, right. Or together through a screen with our community that can't gather at the moment, but together, together in our hearts where it really matters. So you know, Psalm 95, 12 says, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 101 says, let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord, the whole earth, mm-hmm. not just the parts of it that I like, right? <laughs> the whole earth. And then Psalm 156 says, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Mm. I mean, God wants us to rejoice together. Yeah. He wants that for us. And as I was thinking about that, you know, Hebrews 10, 25 came to my mind that says very clearly, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. I feel those fingers pointed at me, but encourage (laughs) one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And the day is the return of Christ, which means that every day that passes, we are one day closer so it just, it seems very clear that God knows that there is, there is a benefit to us being in community, to gathering in whatever way that safely looks like, um, in your own life and to encouraging one another and, and sharing our joy in a genuine way that, that encourages my heart when, when you or a friend, um, or a coworker shares, oh, I just need to, here's what, here's the good thing that God did in my life, or even here's the struggle I'm in, but here's how God is meeting me there. Isn't is that is like one of the most encouraging things that I can hear. Yes. And I think sometimes we forget that because, you know, say we're gathered in a, a small group or we're in a church meeting or we're on a zoom call with, you know, our sisters in Christ and okay, let's, you know, who has a, a prayer request this week? How can we be praying for you? 
And we're, we're usually pretty good at that part, right? Lifting one another up in prayer, supporting each other through hard times. Not that it's simple, but I think that we're more accustomed to doing that on a regular basis. And we forget to ask what's something good that happened to you this week. Yeah. What are you thankful for today? Mm-hmm. How can we celebrate with you? Mm-hmm. I was briefly on staff with my church several years ago. And every week when we would have our staff meeting, our pastor would ask each one of us to go around and say, not just one thing that we were struggling with or, or challenged by, but also one thing that we were celebrating. And I always appreciate that because most of us, I think, tend to forget to do that part. Right. So Mary Carver, what is one thing that you are celebrating or that I can celebrate with you? Listeners for the record, Becky just put me on the spot. That was not in our outline. (laughs) Um, what am I celebrating this week? Well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to tell you what I'm celebrating. It is the fact that both of my kids are back in, in in-person school. And I, I was reluctant to say that one because I know that's not the case for a lot of families. And I know it's so hard for a lot of people, but in one of our earlier episodes, we talked about how it's okay to celebrate our own situations while also holding space to grieve with others. Yes. So I'm really, really thankful that my kids have been able to go back to school after being at home for about a year. Yes. Yes. I celebrate that with you. Yes. yes for as mine for, yeah, for the gift of learning in person and for them to be with people who do not live with them. I feel like, yes, yes. I, for, and it got to the point where my teenager was saying, I just need to be around people who are not you. Well, I definitely feel that way as well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What about you, Becky? How can we celebrate with you this week? Oh, um, I was just thinking this morning, I was like, as I was thinking about this episode and just asking God, like, remind me, Lord, like what you have done. And, Mm. um, I go through bouts of, I don't know if I would fully call it insomnia, but definitely like really, really poor sleep. And I've gotten great sleep the last three nights. And I just know that that's, that is a gift of grace. Um, so I'm grateful for that. I, last week I turned in a huge project that I felt like I was not equipped to do and would never get to the end of. Um, and I can look back and be like, God, I prayed for clarity and energy and insight. And he gave it Mary. He gave it abundantly. Yes. So those are, those are two things. And I will jump on your bandwagon that this is my, <laughs> my, my children have been back in in-person school. This is day number eight and they too were out for 13 months. Um, oh, and gosh. so, uh, I am, I am, I am grateful. I am joyful for, yes. um, the staff and administration and teachers who have worked so hard to, to bring them back in a, yeah. in a, in a safe way. Um, so we can praise him. Yes. Yes. So glad that, you know, no matter what our day-to-day looks like, God is with us. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that means he's just with us, um, as we endure mm-hmm. and we can find joy in that. And sometimes that means he is with us and things are changing yeah. and things are growing and we can see his work that way. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. 
So our verse um, for this episode is something that uh, we have been referring to through this whole season, and it's Romans 12, 15 through 16, which says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Mm. And because God has given us the Holy Spirit to comfort us in our pain, he also enables us to love others and rejoice with others the way that he does. That's so good. And it doesn't say rejoice with those who rejoice when you feel like it Mm -hmm. or rejoice with those who rejoice when you also are having a good day Mm -hmm. or rejoice with those who rejoice when you think that what they're rejoicing about is worth rejoicing about. <laughs> there, are, there are no qualifiers in, in that command. <laughs> it just says, if your brother or sister is joyful in the Lord, tug on it, be joyful in the Lord with them. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Encourage Podcast. If you want to learn more about becoming a woman of courageous joy, Pick up the Courageous Joy Bible Study, available on dayspring.com or wherever books are sold. This study is great to do on your own or with a group of friends. If you want a free preview, visit encourage.me forward slash courageous joy, and we will send you the first week of the Courageous Joy Bible Study. Friends, we pray that you will feel God's delight over you today as you walk in His joy. The Encourage Podcast is sponsored by Dayspring, makers of our favorite cards, journals, and gifts. Need a little hope and encouragement? Head over to dayspring.com 